Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a literature enthusiast. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, and secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1850, Nathaniel Hawthorne published The Scarlet Letter. Though it's an old book, the messages it has about shame and public scrutiny still resonate today via a myriad of cultural references that show its continued cultural relevance. So let's reverse and dive in. Let's start with Nathaniel Hawthorne's birth and upbringing, because it all had a significant impact on him and influenced the books he would go on to write. Hawthorne was born in Salem, Massachusetts in 1804. You probably know about Salem because of this little thing called the Salem Witch Trials, which I talk about in my February 28th episode. And as you might imagine from the drama and intrigue of that saga, it had a huge impact on Hawthorne as a young man. The Salem Witch Trials took place long before his birth, in 1692, but they cast a long shadow over the town and were the stuff of local lore. They fascinated Hawthorne as a boy and came to serve as a major inspiration point for his later work. His later novels, Young Goodman, Brown, and The House of Seven Gables, were about witchcraft and curses. Hawthorne went to college in Maine and then returned to Salem to begin his writing career. He wrote and self-published a book called Fanshawe in 1828, based on his experiences as a college student, but he grew upset with his work right after publishing it and tried to destroy all of the copies. The novel got good reviews in papers, but didn't sell many copies. Hawthorne's embarrassment led him to destroy the rest of the copies he owned. Next, he turned his attention to short stories and published a couple volumes of short tales in the 1830s. He was kind of adrift at this point in his life and ended up trying out a communal farm experience, but he hated that too, and parodied the experience in his later novel, The Blythedale Romance. For a while after the communal farm experience, Hawthorne concentrated on his personal life, getting married in 1842 to Sophia Peabody. As the couple prepared to start a family, they enjoyed an active social and intellectual life with peers like Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau, and Branson Alcott, Louisa May Alcott's father. After working a salary job as a customs officer for a few years, he began writing The Scarlet Letter. Hawthorne originally planned the book to be a novelette, part of a collection of his stories, but once his publisher read a draft of the story, he realized how good it was and convinced Hawthorne to make it a full-length novel. The novel ended up being one of the first mass-produced books in America. At first, Hawthorne and his publisher thought that there was no way 2,500 books could sell in one year but it sold out within 10 days of being on the market. That's still impressive today. Many books that aren't by well-known authors only get a first run of about 5,000 copies, with more only being printed if the demand is high enough. It was the first book to be that popular in American history. The novel takes place in 1642. The main character, Hester Prynne, is pregnant, but her husband has been at sea for months, so everyone assumes that she's had an affair. Adultery is both illegal and deeply societally frowned upon, and Prynne is shunned by her peers. 
She is questioned in front of the entire town and publicly mocked for three hours and then forced to wear a red letter A wherever she goes. Meanwhile, her husband has secretly come back to town and vows to get revenge. Hester refuses to tell the judge, the jailer, or her ex-husband who the father of the child is. After her imprisonment, Hester moves to a cottage at the edge of town to try and make a meager living and raise her child, Pearl. The town shuns Pearl in addition to Hester, and the child has no friends. As she grows older, she becomes rebellious, and her wanton behavior causes the town officials to suggest that she be taken away from her mother, but Hester persuades the town officials to let her daughter stay under her care. As the novel proceeds, various people in the town try to figure out the identity of Pearl's father. I won't say who, no spoilers, and the novel builds with a suspense towards that conclusion. The theme of shame that courses through The Scarlet Letter is both what made the book so incendiary at the time it was published and what makes it still relevant today. It's a novel that forces readers to think about the people in society who get shamed for their behavior, and if anyone really deserves the harsh treatment that often accompanies societal shame. In the nearly two centuries since the novel's publication, it has been referenced in countless other types of culture. There have been 11 film adaptations, and it has served as a reference point for even more films, like 2010's Easy A, starring Emma Stone. A whopping 26 songs feature references to the novel, and it's been staged as an opera in 18 different iterations. On top of that, almost everyone has to read the novel at some point or other in school. I personally did read it as a part of my junior year English curriculum. And I didn't hate it, unlike a lot of the books that I had to read in my English curriculum. For today's Music Fact, we have a special guest. B. Miller is here to talk about this day and her past. Hey, what's up, guys? It is B. Miller, and I'm here to talk to you about what I was doing on this day, March 16th, exactly three years ago. Um, I released a song called I Want to Know with a group called Noted, um, and I will never forget it because, first of all, I made two of my closest friends, Toby and Sam, um, and that song just changed our lives. I mean, at least it changed mine. Um, I had no idea how impactful one song could, could really be, um, and I, it was my first song that ever went platinum, and it was just a very exciting time uh, for me, but um, this day was special because I was excited about it, but I had no idea yet how excited the rest of the world was going to be. Um, and I'll never forget the first time I heard it in public. Um, I was with a group of friends and we were at a hotel pool and the song came on and they all lifted me up in the air and they were like, this is her, this is her. And everyone else at the pool was staring at us like we were crazy, but um, I cried and it was really magical. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful. And no matter how many years go by, I think that song will always be um, one of the most important ones I've ever released. So yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I hope that you guys are having a wonderful day. And uh, yeah, that was all I have. Bye guys. And now for our final segment, I'm gonna go back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a March 16th in my life. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, this is really embarrassing because I'm like now mutuals with friends of this person. Um, but March 16th, 20 Oh my god. 2016. No, no, no. March 16th, 2017. I have a screenshot of Mark Twan from Got7 on my phone. <laughs> Which is um you know, I'm I'm like 
I, I would hope, considered friends with Jay from day six at this point. Um, Mark has done his fair share of, like, popping into Twitch streams now and, like, gaming with various people across the internet. Um, and it's just very strange to me that this person that I really love from GOT7 is, like, like I guess I do this thing sometimes where I'm like, okay, how many people am I away from this person? And then, like, 2017, when I had the screenshot of Mark Twan, um, I was, like, a million people away from Mark Twan. Now I'm, like, one person away. That's so weird. That's so weird. Anyways, yeah, K-pop stan Maya from 2017 is, like, absolutely screaming. Thanks so much for listening and see you tomorrow. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and you can follow at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.